Welcome to Refreshingly Innovative, a show that explores anything or anyone that is refreshing and or innovative, be it an entrepreneur, your next door neighbor, or an idea worth pondering. I'm your host, Stefan Randolph, and on today's show, I have Samuel Anderson, also known as Mr. Preneur. Sam owns three businesses, is a motivational speaker, and has recently started a TV series, Mr. Preneur TV. In this interview, we dive into the importance of mentors, building one's personal brand, and entrepreneurship, among other things. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Sam Anderson, Mr. Preneur. They call me one take Jake, man. <laughs> All right. That's good with me. All right. So we're just going to go ahead and hop right into it. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, today we have Samuel Anderson, a.k.a. Mr. Preneur here with us uh, to talk about, you know, what he does, you know, fresh in the, the Richmond entrepreneurship business community, hopefully to impart some uh, tips of wisdom for everybody out there listening. So just to give everybody some background, uh, you began at the Boys and Clubs, Boys and Girls Club, right? Yep. Uh, worked in the mental health field for a while, and then it seems right after that, just jumped into you know, three businesses pretty much at the same time. You know, that's got to be tough, and uh, we'll get back into that later. But so we have your Cycle Laundry is one of your operations, and then we have uh, Richmond Bubble Soccer, and so, then you know now you're starting off with even your own TV show, uh, Mr. Preneur TV. And uh, and then Anderson Consulting, you also do so. You're a busy guy, you know. But uh, you know, if you can start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, you know where you came from and all that, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Um, well, I started off in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Was born born and raised there my entire life. Went to school at Longwood University and decided I was going to major in business. Now, at the time, I mean, you just discussed off the air, uh, they did not teach entrepreneurship and, and things with business ownership. When I was taking those business classes, they were ultimately teaching me how to work for somebody else who owned a business, which was not what I wanted. So after my third year, I kind of got hit to that and realized, you know, I wasn't learning what I needed mm-hmm. to. And my parents weren't paying for my college education. That was all coming out of my pocket. So I realized rather than drop another 10, 15 grand a year, I might as well go off and do something on my own now. Ultimately, I had no idea what I wanted to do at that point. I just knew that pursuing that degree was not in the cards for me. Um, so I kind of fell into the mental health field, got involved in network marketing, which is where I really got a sense for business there. The mentors that I developed through those organizations really helped me out. Within the first six months of business with them, I learned more than I did three years at the university level. So from there, continued to work in the mental health field for just about 10 years, I landed a job as a project manager for another mental health agency, making more money than Mm -hmm. I'd ever made before. Um, Highest gross salary, 401k plan, um, vacation time. I'd never even had a job that gave me vacation time, which blew my mind. Um, Dental plans, um, tentative stock options. Like I mean, there were a lot of perks. And almost two years into the game, I started – Bubble soccer, not even thinking that I would be leaving my full-time job, but the more I got into it, some things started to change, and I saw the way the organization was going, and I said, you know what, there's no way I'm going to be able to develop my businesses the way I need to if I'm giving 40 hours away to somebody right, else. Right. Um, so ultimately, then I decided, you know, it's either I can't have one foot in full-time employment and one, time, and one foot in uh, entrepreneurship, so just made the decision that I had to make the move. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, for the people out there that maybe aren't so familiar, like what is bubble soccer? And like, how did you, how did you land on that as the thing you wanted to start a business around? Yeah. So with bubble soccer, we actually saw it down in Carolina. I have a business partner for that. His name's Kyle Taylor. And when me and my business partner saw it, we immediately knew the rich market would go nuts for this. So we ultimately just rushed back to Richmond, slapped up a website, put together an LLC and order the equipment from China. And no, within the first two weeks, we had our clients coming in. Um, but a lot of people don't know the intent for me behind that. A, it was just a really fun business to have. And B, I knew something that off the wall and brand new to the area would kind of give me a platform to do some bigger things. So once people found out who this guy was that was doing uh, Richard Bubble Soccer, you know, long-term goal for me is speaking. I love mm-hmm. speaking, um, you know, Building businesses is one of my passions as well, but the the main drive for me is being able to do public speaking. Like, I just love the idea of flying around the country doing talks here and there, um, and being able to inspire and and drop some nuggets of knowledge on others. So I knew with that that would give me the platform that I needed, and it served its purpose. It's done exactly that, and it's actually exceeded my expectations as far as revenue and. And some things that we have coming up, uh, you know, bubble soccer will not be the only thing for that company. Mm-hmm. We have some other off the wall sports that we'll be adding to the package, but uh, we even have some things looking at some TV networks that we maybe we'll put together with that as well. Okay, wow. I might want to come back later to see just like maybe get some tips of how you keep your ear to the ground. You know exactly, you know, to sort of see ahead like what might be popular down the road. You know, to have that vision, which I think is is really important. Um, yeah. But yeah, I saw on your on your website, you know, that one of your main goals was you wanted to like reach out and like improve the lives of like half a million people or or like something like that. Yeah, uh, and I was like, wow, that's yeah, that's a really ambitious goal. So, you know, you, you said you want to go around as like a speaker and things. So is that like the main avenue through which you want to uh, affect that or, you know, what's the sort of roadmap for, you know, that, that big of an impact? And, yeah, that and doing some things one on one. I think through that, you know, for me being up on stage now, me and you are connected. Um, So it gives you the opportunity to really get to know other individuals and meet with them one-on-one. That is one thing that I do for Anderson Consultant. I sit down and and do consulting for young entrepreneurs. So people who are thinking about starting their own business, I'll sit down and do a consultation with them and kind of help them map out what they need to do in order to get their business started. But when I first started out, one of my mentors, which is a good point, you have to have mentors mm-hmm. moving forward. If, if you're pursuing any large goal, you need to find somebody who's already done it and learn what you can from them. So one of my mentors, my tagline before one of my mission statements was, you know, I want to affect change in the lives mm-hmm. of others. And he said, man, don't ever say that crap again. He's like, that is too, uh, it's too gray. You need to have something way more direct. Specifically, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Um, so that's where I came with a half a million. That may change to a million people mm-hmm. one day as I continue to grow. But, um, you know, that's that's the end game, I think, for anything. One of my favorite speakers always said, if you help another people get what they want in life, you can have everything you want in life. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my missions is to just inspire and assist as many people as I can. Okay. Well, with that comment from your mentor, that reminds me of something that, you know, I was sort of thinking when I was listening to you speak, you know, about how uh, you came up with like the title for yourself, like uh, it was like a business curator or something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, I guess, can you talk about like maybe some personal branding, you know, and why that's like really important, you know, especially in, in like this ultra connected uh, world we live in now? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, 
the personal branding I find more important than anything else. I spend probably 50% more time building my personal brand than I do my actual companies. Uh, so right now that's why I, I've done the Mr.preneur thing. Mm. And it's a funny story. I was actually at a bachelor weekend. One of my best friends was getting married. And every time I picked up my iPhone, one of my buddies would say, Oh, Sam, are you for New York? <laughs> um, and everybody's laughing, you know, it was a good yeah. time. And then I drove up there by myself and I was driving back by myself. And on the way back, I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, preneuring, preneuring, like, how can I use it? And I'm like, there are, there's already a Mr. Success. Mm-hmm. There's already a Mr. This and that. Uh, I was like, there's no Mr. Preneur. <laughs> I was like, it's kind of got that ring to it. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to run with it. So if you Google, I guarantee you, because I do it all the time. If you Google Mr. Preneur now, I guarantee you I'm the only one talking. I found some board game over in China that's my name, Mr. Preneur, mm-hmm. but that was like back in 2011. Um, but if you Google Mr. Preneur, I'm the only one. Yeah, I know when I was sitting there listening to you speak and, and I heard that title, I was like, oh man, I'm jealous that I didn't think of that, you know, it's like not available anymore. So I have to step up my creativity, you know, on, on my personal branding side. There's plenty of other stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess something else I wanted to talk about, um, like you mentioned about how, you know, business school wasn't teaching you you know, the things that you wanted to learn as far as like how to work for yourself, you know, and I I think that's a similar sentiment that uh, a lot of people out there share nowadays. So I guess what, you know, what, what's one tip that you wish somebody would have shared with you before you dove into, you know, the entrepreneurship, you know, the, maybe something that you hadn't expected to, to come across or. It really, I mean, I spent a lot of time studying other leaders Mm -hmm. and people that have done what I was looking to do. So surprisingly, I mean, you probably don't hear many guys say this that are business owners, but there really were no surprises. Like, okay. I expected some bad things to happen. Right. Um, I expected to go back to college days where I may have to eat ramen noodles. And <laughs> noodles but, um, you know, I expected to lose customers. I mm-hmm. expected this and that. I expected people to put me down and all these sorts of things. And, you know, as far as like the negative things, not a lot of that has happened. But as far as my curve and, and always de- developing my skill set mm-hmm. and learning as much as I can. I think that's the thing that's probably kept me away from having to deal with a lot of heartbreak in right. this world. And also having mentors. Like I have a mentor for every aspect of my life. Um, you know, I have one mil- mentor that he could make six figures this month without even stepping foot off his property. No, like he would not have to leave the house and he's making six figures that month. Um, I have another mentor who, is he's had a successful marriage for the last 20 plus years. So, you know, in certain areas of my life, I seek his knowledge for something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I have a mentor when it comes to health. You know, I need to make sure I stay in shape and I'm eating right. I have a guy that, you know, I'm not going to ask some guy that's 300 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, like what? what's your workout regimen? Right. Well, obviously, that fool don't know. So I'm going to find a guy with a six pack <laughs> that's running ultra marathons. Mm-hmm. He's doing Ironman competitions and things like that. Um, because if I always have those people in front of me that are achieving way more than I am, A, that keeps me hungry, but B, they're always in front of me. So they're shielding me from those things that can mm-hmm. hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember reading on your blog about, uh, I think the blog post was like, you know, I got beat up by a girl or something like that, yeah. where you talked about like the importance of, of health and fitness and just balance in your life. And, and, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people are missing now. You know, they get really 
uh, just focused on, all right, I have to go to school, do this, you know, so I can get the job and do this. And then that's all they're worried about. And they're losing out in so many other areas of their life. Oh yeah. They're, they're 24 hours in a day. Now, some days like today has been a particularly hectic day. Like mm-hmm. I've been up since five o'clock in the morning. And I don't mean like just up, mm-hmm. like I've been working since five o'clock this morning. Um, I told you I got fresh off the talk. I've been speaking to three different classes here at VCU today. The second I leave you, I got another meeting. Oh, man. Um, looking to not lock down a nonprofit and a contract mm-hmm. with um, a cycle company. After that, I got two more meetings, so I won't finish up tonight till seven thirty, eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then tonight's my date night, standing date I have with my <laughs> girlfriend. Um, we have to watch Empire Man. I love oh, okay, all right. I'm, I'm an Empire Man. I watch a lot of TV. But any show that incorporates business and entertainment value, I'm all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time all that finishes, like it's eleven o'clock. But guess what? I still got to get a workout in. Yeah. So eleven o'clock tonight, I'm gonna be at the gym. Um, there's just no excuse. You have to make time for these things because mm-hmm. my businesses will not succeed and reach the next level if I'm not in a position where I can properly manage them. Um, and that starts with health. So it's all facets of your life. It's it's mental health. It's your spiritual health. It's your physical health. Like all these things have to be in balance for mm-hmm. you to be the best person. And I always look at it as I'm never in competition with someone else. You know, if someone else pops up another laundry business or another bubble soccer company or another consultant agency, I'm not in competition with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lesson I learned. I ran track and cross country back in the day, and I'm still a distance runner. But one thing my coach always taught me, the first thing he taught me when I started running track, I had no experience running track before, he said, you never look behind you when you're running on track, ever. I'm like, coach, why? He's like, the second you look back and see how far away or how close somebody is, you lose distraction for a second. They will overtake you. And I didn't believe him at first. And I'd observe other runners when they turn around mm-hmm. and see the runner behind That person right on their leg would always overtake them. And that's the way I look at it with business. Like, the only person I'm in competition with is the guy I was yesterday. All right. I gotta, I gotta work harder than I did yesterday. I gotta be a better boyfriend than I was yesterday. I gotta be a better son than I was yesterday. I gotta be a better friend. Like all these things, I'm only in competition with myself. Yeah, yeah. I still have a a hard time with that sometimes. You know, I, I tend to, you know, I get an idea and then I get worried, like, oh, you know, somebody else is gonna come out there and you know start a business around what I wanted to do, and then lo and behold, you know, a week later, a month later, whatever, somebody's out there doing it. And it's like. You know, that, that's, that's my success. They're, they're stealing right there, you know, but I, I've sort of turned away from that because, you know, I, I used to worry that, you know, I had the one idea and that was the one idea I had that was going to get me to there. But, you know, the more that I, I guess, just experience things is like, you know, I get new ideas all the time and, you know, plenty of which I think could be successful. So it's not worth worrying about, you know, somebody else who's out there oh, doing something that you might want to do. And to me, that gets me excited. Mm-hmm. When I see another business pop up that's similar to mine, I don't get pissed off. I get excited because you know what that tells me mm-hmm. is that the marketplace is always talking to you. Yeah. And if the marketplace can withstand two or three businesses like this, then that means people are hungry for it. And you look around, I mean, I do a ton of networking, but uh, real estate agents are a dime a dozen. Of yeah, right. Like if I threw a rock out this window right now, even though we're on a college <laughs> campus, I guarantee you I'm going to hit a real estate agent. And you know, you shouldn't get discouraged as a real estate agent. Like, man, the market's already flooded. I'll let you know people are either A, buying homes, or B, they're selling homes. Yeah. So there's a place for you. You just have to find your niche. But I always say there's a place in the marketplace for for those who are the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. If 20 other consultant agencies pop up and I'm the best, 
what what difference does that make? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and I want to be respectful of your time, you know, because you already mentioned that you know you're super busy, and a lot of people might think, you know, oh, you know, that sounds like a whole lot of work to me, but it seems like you must love it, you know, oh, the the passion and everything that goes into your work. You know, but when you're talking about how you're always looking to learn and things like that, so you, you sort of knew what was co- going to be coming as you became an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, what were some of those resources or some of those people, you know, maybe outside of your main circle of mentors that, you know, whether you read about them or, you know, watched them on TV that you, you looked for for inspiration? A lot of people don't realize the wealth of knowledge there is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a proud graduate of YouTube University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man, there is... Every single day, I'm watching something from YouTube. I have certain channels that I've subscribed to. There are just certain people that are in my field of interest that... There's this one guy I follow, Gary Vanderchuk. If you haven't heard of him before... Gary Vanderchuk? Sure you Google him, yeah. Uh, you can find him as Gary V, but he has a daily Q&A show that he does, or at least a weekly Q&A show that he does on YouTube. Um, but the whole social media department that I have for Anderson Consultant mm-hmm. is based off of everything that I learned from him on YouTube. I've never met Gary Vaynerchuk face-to-face. Gary Vaynerchuk doesn't know who Mr. <laughs> is, but he has affected my business in a tremendous way. Right. Um, but it's just engaging in as much content as you can. So finding, if you're a photographer, find the top photographer. I guarantee you there's somebody out there in that field that's putting out daily vlogs and mm-hmm. doing this and that. And I've recently switched to that. Like I told you as soon as I walked in, like, hey, I'm blogging, man. Um, it's a daily thing I do because yeah. I want people to go back 10 years from now and look at the first vlog I did and see where I was in business then compared to where I am now. One thing that I think is lacking in the marketplace, excuse me, is that you don't see a person go from A to Z. Mm-hmm. You only see the, the insult, success. Yeah. Um, you don't see the struggle. And they can come back and tell you those stories. Like I can tell you stories about how I've struggled even more. Um, but it's way more powerful to visually see that and be able right. to go back years later and look at my YouTube page and see Geez, like, I didn't know he was doing that. Um, so, yeah, I think with that, it's just, um, you know, whether it's books, uh, online subscriptions, uh, certain websites, things like that, um, you just find the content that's out there and start absorbing it. Yeah. And I just have, uh, you know, to let you go, I just have a couple more rapid fire questions for you. Yeah. You don't have to be like super quick answers, just whatever you want to give us. You know, but if if I were to ask somebody that you knew, uh, who oh, knew man, you? We got some groupies out here. I, I don't know. They they seem to think that uh, <laughs> they have this space reserved. So um, I have the reservation right here till five thirty. Though uh, you. you know, so just so the listeners know, I, I thought we had a fan base going on. Oh no! Hopefully, if it happened that fast, you know, I'm not even live tweeting or anything like that. But yeah, you know, words getting out. You know, but uh, if you had some uh, some advice to give to your twenty year old self, what would that be? Hmm. Don't listen to others. Mm-hmm. And to a certain, that's a real strong statement. To a certain degree, yes, you want to listen to others. But the ones who are doubting you and telling you you can't do this and you can't do that, like, I mean, that's bull, man. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was, one of the talks I was giving today, I was saying, you know, there's no excuse for not going out and doing what you want to do and thinking that you can't generate an income from it. Right. The fact that I put grown people into a plastic bubble, <laughs> off of that, that tells you you can make money doing whatever it is you want to mm-hmm. do. I even referenced the story now. I don't think this job existed 10, 15 years ago, but there are people in this country who get paid six figures to test drive roller coasters. Yeah. All they do <laughs> is sit on a roller coaster, fly around the country, all expenses paid, 
and they make six figures. Mm. The majority of the population pays to go do these things and they yeah. get paid for it. That job didn't exist, but somebody somebody reached out one day and said, you know what? You guys need some feedback on what it is that you're providing here. You're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to build these machines. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like to know the customer point of view before you release this to the market if there's something you could change and get a better response, that type of thing? And someone said yes eventually, and I guarantee you they went through and tons of amusement parks said no. Somebody eventually said yes, and now that person makes a six-figure income yeah. exactly what they want to do in life. Well, see, now to some people, that sounds like a nightmare, just riding roller coasters yeah. all day everywhere. But, you know, it's not for everybody, just like entrepreneurship, exactly. you know. So. Some people, what I do on a daily basis would be a nightmare. Yeah. But I absolutely love it. Hmm. Yeah. So if I was to ask somebody who, who knows you well, you know, what, what would they say is your expertise, something that you're maybe world class or better than most at? I'd say right now it's probably social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend an insane amount of time studying social media. Uh, there are so many changes that take place daily. Like right now, I'm about to write a, a blog on this uh, tomorrow. But most people don't even realize that there was a slight change with Facebook videos two mm. days ago. Yeah. Where now where you click, before you just scroll down, like mm-hmm. automatically starts playing. Now when you click, it's a different icon that says click to play sound, mm. and then it explodes the video up. Oh. But it only does it to a point where it fades everything out in the background. That is extremely powerful for brands because now at one right, point right. you're just scrolling through and you hit the sound, you're still looking at the ads on the side, you're looking at this, you may be having a conversation with somebody, but this allows complete focus on that video content. So if you have that block up on your screen, you're not looking at anything else. And that's the hardest thing right now in today's day right. is retaining people's attention. Mm-hmm. So Facebook has found another way. That's why I was kind of disappointed when Snapchat took away the feature where you had to hold your finger down mm-hmm. to watch the entire video. Right. Because then they had you locked in. Now you can click it and look away. Mm-hmm. But before, when you had to have your finger down, you didn't want to pull it up because you don't get to see it again yeah. if you pull your finger up. Um, so I'm a little bit surprised that they actually made that. Yeah, change. that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the social media is just something I... I constantly indulge in. So um, I would definitely say that's one of my strong suits right now. Okay. Well, let me see if I can hit you just with two two more real quick. Yeah. So, so who comes to mind uh, when you think of, you know, success? You know, honestly, it's not one single person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could give you the list of Oprah Winfrey's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I, and there's a ton of people that, most people will never know about their individuals that I follow. Like you didn't know Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. That guy's worth millions. I'll He's be checking him out. About, uh, purchasing the New York jets at some point. Mm. Um, but people don't understand, like you don't need to conquer the world. Mm-hmm. Like somebody like Steve jobs, like that was one of the greatest business minds that we will ever see like in history. Um, but in order to be successful or have your taste of happiness, you don't have to reach the world. Like too many business owners here in Richmond are like, man, I got to get this and I got to get mm-hmm. that. Like, I want all of Richmond. I don't want any competition here. Jesus, man, there are over a million people <laughs> here. Like, if you got all that business, mm-hmm. there's no way your infrastructure would support that. Yeah. It's an interesting book that I haven't read, but I hear mentioned a lot by people who are involved in, you know, creating uh, a brand or business that supports their lifestyle easily. And it's called a thousand true fans um, mm-hmm. where they say that's all you need. Cause once you have like a thousand people who, you know, trust in you and will pretty much buy anything you put out at any price, that's all you need to, yeah. you know, more than sustain whatever lifestyle it is that you want to live. Exactly. And they're sharing the words. So when I think of success is not one specific person, success to me is happiness. Mm-hmm. Cause to me, some people may already look at me and say, man, he's reached it. Like that's what I want. 
And in my mind, I don't think ever as an entrepreneur, you'll ever be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like there's always something else that you're trying to attain. But the person who's happy, so whether you're a janitor making $30,000 a year or you're living on a beach making millions, if you're happy, that's success. Yeah. All right. And one, one more good one for you. Uh, let's see what we should go with here. All right. And I'm borrowing this question straight out of uh, my favorite podcast. But if you could put anything on a billboard, you know, put that billboard anywhere, you know, what would it say? You know, and where I would it some, be? What, yeah. what podcast is? Because I had somebody else ask me that question. Yeah, ago. it's a Tim Ferriss show. You know, Tim Ferriss, like he's you know a Silicon Valley investor. You know, he has a blog okay. that's really huge and everything. So, okay. yeah. My honest answer, I'll give you the same answer I gave that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give you as a two part. A, I wouldn't have a billboard. Okay. <laughs> Let me explain that. Nobody looks at billboards anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. Think about the last time you were driving down the street. I know how I am. So when I'm in the car, I get to knock out a lot of phone calls. So I got the blue. I'm not holding the phone. I got the Bluetooth system going. But I got the GPS. I got the XM radio. Mm-hmm. I got the phone. Like, I got all these things going just as a driver. So anytime I'm a passenger, what are most passengers doing when they're sitting in the car? They're not looking around at the mm-hmm. road. Like, they're on their cell phone mm-hmm. the entire time. So the billboard I want fits in everybody's pocket. Right. Um but if I had to, I think Nike just nailed it with, I mean, it's such a classic saying, but just do it. Mm-hmm. Like, people ask me all the time, well, how do you do this and how do you do that? You just do it. Mm-hmm. Like the videos I've produced, like the companies like I put out, like I didn't have a strategic game plan. Like there was no business proposal written up and all that. And to be honest, I have business plans written for any of my companies. Yeah. There, unless I'm looking for an investor, there's absolutely no mm-hmm. huge benefit. Like I haven't mapped out where I want my company mm-hmm. to be at next one Z, but um, there's no point to me saying that. That's a yeah. an archaic right. form of uh, business. So, you know, just do it. You know, stop questioning yourself. Stop questioning your resources. When I didn't have the money to do something, I found a way to make it happen. Um, if I was able to do this, like if you're handy with a hammer and you need videography services. And you realize a guy who can do videography service has a messed up porch, offer that to him. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I'll fix your porch if you'll do this video for me. How many times I've made deals like that? Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well. You know, I always try to go back to think, you know, if I didn't have my have access to a certain amount of cash or be able to do this or that, how would I make it happen? Um, you just get creative. Wow. You know, I, re- I really appreciate you coming and sharing all this with me because I, I feel like I've learned a lot, you know, which is, you know, half of the goal of this podcast and everything besides sharing it with uh, others who might be interested. So, you know, before you go, if you just want to give a shout out of, you know, where people can hear more about what you do, your websites, all that sort of thing, so they can yeah, learn more about you here. Um, well, you can reach me on so for the Mr. TV show. We've created a new Twitter for that. Um, so the Twitter handle for that is Ask Mr. Preneur. Mr. Preneur is P-R-E-N-E-U-R. Um, you can see us at mrpreneur.org. Same thing on Facebook, Mrpreneur. Um, but I want to applaud you too, man. Just with that last point I made, like you had the drive to do something like this. And a lot of people would think, oh, to do a podcast, I need this big studio, blah, blah, blah. No, nah, man. You need two mics and a headset. Yeah. Like, that's all you need. And for everybody who can't see, we're sitting in the, in the library yeah. uh, on a college campus right now in a private room. So... Nothing too fancy about it. Exactly. You don't need a studio and you don't need Dr. Dre as your producer <laughs> to put stuff like this together, man. You just you just make it happen. So, yeah, everybody can check me on all those outlets. Instagram, I'm a huge mm-hmm. Instagram. I'm obsessed with Instagram. Um, with Mr. Premier on there as well. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I really appreciate, appreciate it. it.
Thank you for listening to Refreshingly Innovative. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave an iTunes review. It really helps us out. If you want more Refreshingly Innovative, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast fill. For more information about today's episode or guest, you can check out the show notes in the description, go to the Facebook page, or check out our website, refreshinglyinnovative.com. Today's episode was produced by me, Stefan Randolph, and the show was mixed and edited by Chris Finkley. Our theme music is courtesy of John Luck Hefferman and The Beat Doctor. This has been Refreshingly Innovative. Until next time.